0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Palpable Paranormal Experiences. Today I'm going to be reading three different stories about real life, spiritual, or paranormal experiences that were posted on the Ghost Stories subreddit. Welcome to Palpable Paranormal Experiences, a show centered around telling the common man's ghost stories. so the first story that we are going to read is titled dispelling negative energy and was posted by the user lonelymeal3287 they say i think about this night a lot i've experienced some pretty weird paranormal things over the course of my life so far but this one night in particular will always be what made me a 110 percent believer if i wasn't already it was about two years ago when me and my husband had a roommate living with us We've all been on the spiritual journey of the magical side of things, but the roommate was a little more in depth than even we were at the time. Well, long story short, he wanted to do a ritual to get rid of some negative energy in his life. We, of course, were with him to lend him some of our own energy and get rid of some of our own negative energies. Once we were done, mind you, this is at night. It's dark outside. Besides the bonfire and back porch light on, our roommate started tracking and following something on the edge of our wood lines. We do live in Tennessee, all up in the Appalachian, and where we live has a lot of bent-over trees that didn't just happen naturally. If any of y'all know anything about Native American culture, then you know about bent trees. So, we believe our property sits right in the middle of a spiritual pathway. Things are always crossing through our property. Nothing bad, usually just curious. But anyways, while our roommate is following this entity along the tree line, me and my husband are trying to see what he's seeing, but walking slowly behind him. The roommate finally gets up the back porch and our property starts going uphill behind the house, so we've got a retaining wall that's a good four foot difference from the main ground and just keeps going up. I'm right behind my roommate at this point and he's pointing at this thing saying, it's right there, come here where I'm standing, and I do. And when I tell you, when my eyes finally laid on this tall, faceless, very dark gray matter, humanoid-looking being, yeah, I believed every bit of the afterlife, alien life, folklore shit I have ever heard and or seen and just shrugged it off. I watched this being literally turn left and keep walking down our tree line. We followed and kept our eyes on it the whole time. There was a moment when we all three of us were facing it again, and I had a moment of fear. The thing actually began to walk towards us, and at that moment our roommate yelled at it to leave and that it is not welcome to be with us anymore. We turned around and quickly went inside. I truly believe it was our negative energies that we had dispelled that manifested into a being of its own. It never felt harmful, but sad and lonely. I'll never forget that experience, honestly. I have plenty of other experiences with said roommate. I truly believe he has something attached to him, but that's the one that will forever stick with me. I'll never forget locking eyes with the thing, even though it didn't really have eyes. Just a gray face." There is an interesting comment under this post that was posted by Lily Dragonfly and she says, It really reminds me of the shadow beings I've encountered. They seem to manifest around negative emotions and to be very drawn to them. Sad and lonely doesn't surprise me. So I looked further into this about entities being drawn to negative emotions and I found an article that was written by David George And he says that some negative entities stick to a person due to frequency compatibility and a person's personal vibration and attitude at the time. And some may also come into the body due to spiritual or psychic interaction in dreams, meditation, psychic states, or any number of -of out-of-body spiritual experience whilst traversing the astral plane or wonder in spirit. So what that means, and he goes on to further explain it, is um, if someone has a lot of negative energy or negative thoughts, things like that, they can attract a negative entity that feeds off of the same negativity as they are feeling and it can attach to them. So this could mean that the roommate in the story that was dispelling these negative energies that they said that they believed the entity to be a manifestation of could have had one of these entities attached to him and that was the extra negativity that he was feeling, and he actually physically dispelled this entity and they were able to see it. Another interesting thing that I noticed in this article written by David George is he says that some entities can even be self-created by an individual due to various unhealthy, sinister, or evil actions, behaviors, attitudes, or intentions. So I think that that's an interesting notion that we ourselves could create um, an entity out of our own negativity. Um, But he also does talk about the fact that there are negative entities that could also be pre-existing that are attracted to the negative energy that a person has or puts out. Overall, I found this whole story to be very interesting, especially the fact that they live in the Appalachian Mountains. I have read a lot about there being a lot of spiritual energy and entities in the Appalachian Mountains and there is a lot of folklore that goes along with it. I especially found the part where they talked about how they had a lot of bent trees on their property and that it wasn't something that occurred naturally and it, they think that their property could have been a sort of spiritual pathway. So I found all of it to be very interesting and I liked getting to read into it. So this next story that I'm going to read is titled Nana Came to Visit and it was posted by the user AnyAd1200. They say, This encounter happened a little over a decade ago, but haunts me to this day. It was Thursday, July 11th, 2013. I was six years old and I was very into art at that age and decided to stay inside on that hot day in color. I was sitting in my room and just coloring away while my mom and oldest brother were in the kitchen making some snacks for the driveway party we were having that evening. As I was coloring in my favorite Spongebob coloring book, I got too hot and opened up my bedroom window for some fresh air. About 10 minutes later, my brother came upstairs to hang out with me for a bit before he left to go see some friends. In the midst of talking about plans for the day, a gust of wind blew through my room and the smell of a very sweet and floral perfume came through. I didn't think much of it until my brother went running outside looking for my dad while screaming, Dad, Nana's here. I can smell her perfume. I'd never met my Nana because she passed before I was born. My brother, however, was eight years old when she had passed and had the chance to meet her. We have a 15-year age gap. My dad didn't believe him until another gust of wind hit the house again and he smelled it. My dad started bawling, and that's when I came outside and asked. When I got the explanation, I understood why he was upset, and my brother panicked. Years later, I smelled the same perfume hers while cleaning my house and instantly knew, Nana is always here, so I guess there is sometimes a sweet ending to a story. So I was able to find an article all about signs that a deceased loved one is visiting you from the afterlife, and it was posted on a blog called Earth Monk. One of the top ways that they say that you can tell that the spirit of a loved one is visiting you is through fragrance and aromas. They say that since scent is a powerful trigger of memories, this is one of the most common ways in which our loved ones in the afterlife can let us know that they are there. They specifically talk about being able to smell a particular perfume or cologne that you remember your loved one wearing. I think that this is a very sweet sentiment and I think that it is nice to know that we could be visited by our dead relatives in the afterlife and that they are watching over us. The next story that I'm going to read is titled Unexplainable Experience Spontaneous Fires. This was posted by the user worrieddealer 616 They say, Five or six years ago, I had a really strange encounter as a teen that I have never been able to explain or make sense of. If anyone has any reasonable explanations for this story, please comment below. Background: This story takes place in Raleigh, North Carolina. There is a nature reserve area near my old neighborhood that i used to frequent with friends that became our unofficial hangout slash smoke spot the nature reserve is called Shenk forest the area is owned and managed by north carolina state university and is home to some of our veterinary school horses it also operates as a teaching and research site for the university's forest management program the land itself has an interesting history prior to it being utilized for university purposes as there was a prison farm on the land pre-1930s When visiting this area, even prior to this experience, my friends and I would always joke about how the land had a strange energy slash feel to it. In the parking area of the reserve, there was a small graveyard and abandoned house, which certainly further contributes to the interesting vibes. However, I never felt scared or uncomfortable in the space and would often go to the area alone. One night, I was about to meet up with my friend at the nature reserve park. She was getting off work that night and I ended up beating her to there. While waiting for her, I parked my car off to the side of the road and turned it around to face the direction in which you would enter the park area. Behind me was the graveyard, and I could see the area decently well in my rear view and left side mirror. It is important to mention that my car was the only car there, and that there were no other humans in sight. The time was just past 7 in the middle of October, and sun was almost completely set, and it was starting to get dark outside. After arriving to the park, I sat in my car for a few minutes on my phone, trying to kill time while waiting for my friend. After sitting there for a moment, something caught my eye in the side mirror of my car. In the graveyard area behind my vehicle, there was a small fire that had started on the ground. My immediate reaction was to get out of the car and to stomp out the flames, and that is exactly what I did. I found it a bit odd that this fire had started seemingly out of nowhere, but presumed someone had tossed a cigarette out just before I had arrived. The fire was in an area where there were dry leaves on the ground, so this was a plausible explanation at the time. After stomping the small fire out, I got back into my car and continued scrolling on my phone. It was almost completely dark outside at this point, and the sun had gone beneath the horizon. Again, something caught my eye in the side mirror of my car. The fire had seemingly reappeared instantaneously. I immediately presumed that I had failed to put out the first time and got out of my vehicle once again to try to put out the flames. Upon getting out of the car, I quickly realized that this fire was separate from the first one I had put out. It had started approximately a foot behind where the charred spot was in the leaves from the first fire. After realizing that the ground had spontaneously caught fire not once, but now two times, in a graveyard and at night, I started to get a little creeped out and sped walked back to my car to leave. I didn't bother putting out the second fire, Just as I put the car into drive, I glanced back into my rearview to witness a third fire spontaneously start just behind the second fire, of which was still burning. This time, I saw the fire begin with my very own eyes. I sped off and left the park as this whole situation made me quite uncomfortable and confused. The next time that I returned to the area after this experience, the ground was still charred in three places in a perfectly vertical line. This occurrence was not a figment of my imagination or a delusion, and I have never heard of or experienced anything like this in the years after this. Ever since I had this experience, I have been trying to come up with a reasonable explanation for how this could happen, but I have been entirely unable to do so. There were no other humans around, and with the sun being down, there is no plausible way that these fires could have just been brush fires started by direct sunlight. I am not religious and do not actively practice spirituality but I felt like these spontaneous fires were a sign that I was unwelcome there, or at least at that time. The entire experience has left me confused for years, and if anyone has a scientific explanation or theory as to how this could happen, I would love to hear it. So when I tried to look further into um, if spirits could start fires, I didn't find very much, but I did find an article posted to the blog called Ghosts and Gravestones that highlights the different types of spirits or entities that exist in this world, And um, they listed the poltergeist and they actually said that the poltergeist is known as the noisy ghost and while many of us have heard the term before, a poltergeist is actually one of the rarest forms of hauntings and to many the most terrifying. Loud knocking sounds, lights turning on and off, doors slamming, even fires breaking out mysteriously have all been attributed to this type of a spiritual disturbance. So it is possible that there could have been a poltergeist that was haunting the cemetery which she had been hanging out at. But um, I also did find another post, Um, it was on Kiora where somebody had asked if spirits were able to start fires. And someone answered that no, they can't just start a fire out of nowhere. But if there was something, like a physical match or maybe like a cigarette butt that wasn't fully out, near them that the spirit would be able to manipulate it into causing a fire not technically starting it themselves so that also could have been an explanation for that seeing as she said that it was her smoking spot maybe some other person had gone there and smoked a cigarette before and didn't fully put out their butt and a spirit was able to ignite it again in this episode we read three very different types of ghost stories and we talked about them and the type of spirits or entities that could have been present during these stories. That is all that I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Palpable Paranormal Experiences. I hope you join me next time to listen to some more real-life paranormal experiences.